Blog Talk Radio. Glad of that hundred children the deal with we from the Sea Islands and all around the world. This year the Queen Quet head pun the body, the Gullah Geechee Nation. We're so glad of that hundred take the time for tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year the way we keep uplifting to the living legacy and appear ancestral homage. So this evening we want to take a moment of silence for all the people who done lost their life just now in storm and thing, what are going on all around the world, all through the Caribbean especially and things like that. We had several people lost in life, Dominican Republic, Haiti, places like Odisha and the storm and done done. We got two tropical storms, Marco and Laura. They've been going up and down from tropical storm to hurricane and thing like that. And it doesn't bring death long with them in the midst of pandemic. So let me take a moment of silence for all the people who don't cross over. And let me say a prayer for strength for all the family and things like that. I share. I share. I share. I'm so glad if we did you one more again. For hundred chilling, for Yeti, what we the crack we teep out right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I'm so glad for all of this year, and rather was for all the hundred chilling with they around the world of Yeti this year. We're so glad that hundred chilling to tune in live and rather was 
the other rest are on the chilling. Well, got them on your iTunes or your Apple Music and things like that. You unsubscribe for free. Tanky, tanky, yeah. And read or watch the other rest of one. Watch Dear Love You, Gullah Geechee TV. Or tanky, tanky, chilling for this show. And you know, Wednesday kind, we going to have Sharonda Boxdale Putney with Authentically Your Expressions. We going to crack repeat about Gullah Geechee creativity one more again, yeah. And how we sustain it. We culture, true, making sure we heal, we own self. So make sure you tune in Wednesday afternoon and thing like that. If you ain't know where to go, go on your to GullahGeecheeNation.com, GullahGeecheeNation.com, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. And you'll see the events and things like that. Click on events or click on Queen Quet. And you go and see zooming in with sustainability and what we will crack we teach about this year week and the previous weeks and things like that. And read of us, you can follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. Follow the sponsors of this year broadcast, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook. And Hunter Chillin can follow at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. And read of us, please follow Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook as well. So Hunter Go Yeti, all the different programs that we not just do just run ya on the radio show, but also what are going on on Gullah Geechee TV. We still got these just thing to broadcast for educate people about who we are, even in the midst of this pandemic and things like that. And we still pray for everybody and pray for everybody will be healthy and make them true this show. But so for make sure all the Hunter chilling and y'all stand or stand where we the crack we teach about this evening. I'm going to switch to this. Because with my international audience, I want to make sure that everybody truly recognizes the urgency of the moment. When we start to talk about the fact that I'm sitting here in the midst of a time where there are two, two tropical storms that they are switching, they're doing a dance where one becomes a hurricane while one remains a tropical storm, then that one goes back to being a tropical storm, the other one becomes a hurricane, Marco and Laura, that they both are headed into the Gulf. We are approaching the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. And I can tell you that I would never forget Hurricane Katrina because of the fact that it was the exact same weekend that we first launched the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival here on St. Helena Island. And we had clear sunshine and everything. And that was a Labor Day weekend that year. And because we were so engaged in the festival, we weren't watching television. We didn't have radios on. Besides the radios for security and for the staff, we didn't have radios on to listen to music there. We had music at the festival. So here it is that the reason we even knew that a massive hurricane had gone to Norms and had done damage that no one could have imagined was because as the festival was winding down, one of my good friends was here to support and to work with the festival. And here it was that she is originally a Geechee from New Orleans. 
And now she can't reach her family members, don't know where anybody is, can't get through certain phone lines. And we went to the ocean as the final thing we did for that event. We went to pay tribute and homage to our ancestors. And I remember us walking away from the ocean and me letting her know, don't worry, they're fine, you're going to get called shortly. And by the time we got from the shore to the car and got in the car, her phone rang. And sure enough, here was the family. But what were they telling her? Water was everywhere. People were on rooftops. And yes, there's some people they didn't know where they were yet. And some people weren't able to get those phone calls because the family members passed away in that storm. And people would always ask us here on these sea islands in the Gullah Geechee Nation between Jacksonville, North Carolina, and Jacksonville, Florida, when a hurricane is coming, what do y'all do? And we say we pray and we stay. People would say, well, how are you going to do that? I mean, how can you do that? Our ancestors did that before there was a weather channel, before there were these devices, these mechanisms, these apps to tell you about the storms that are coming, the weather that is coming. And now here we are. This year, 2020, in the peak of the hurricane season, we are now in the peak. From now to the middle of October, roughly, is the peak of hurricane season here in the Sea Islands and the Gullah Geechee Nation. And they said that this year was going to be one of the most active years in the Atlantic that they've seen in ages. And for us to be about to approach Labor Day and have storms with L and M in the alphabet as their names, yeah, we've made it pretty far down this list. And we are not all the way in the highest point of the peak. The unfortunate reality is that we have endured multiple tropical storms and hurricanes back to back to back over the past few years. And we have been praying to God not to send any to harm people and harm their homes in the midst of a pandemic. It is enough to deal with flooding and then have to deal with trying to get mold removed from your home and remediation done when that was what you had to deal with, just the flood or to fix your roof because you had to deal with the wind, or fix your floor and your roof because you had to deal with flooding and wind damage because of a hurricane. But now to say in the midst of a pandemic when you need to be socially distanced from other people, when there is also something you can't see coming, that there's no weather channel, there's no medical channel to say, hey, it looks like this, and then if you see this coming, take cover or do your preparation, who was prepared for a pandemic? Could have been. Many other governments around the world were because they knew one was coming. They knew, like I know, that things that people call entertainment are many times the way that truth can be distributed to the masses, but in a way that they can always say, well, I mean, there's no facts to this, but, you know, it was fun to watch. Films have been done about this over the years. 
many films that many of us have watched have talked about not only pandemics coming, but also climate change that we're living in now. So now we're talking about hurricane season in the midst of a pandemic with a heat wave that is now causing temperatures for not a day or two, but for weeks to be in the triple digits. While we deal with a heat wave all along the eastern seaboard of North America, they're dealing with hurricanes and the flooding issue coming into the Gulf from Mexico all the way to the Gulf Coast of North America. Then on the western seaboard, the Pacific side of North America, they're dealing with uncontrollable fires all at once. And in the middle of the country, flooding has happened with rivers and dams breaking. We've seen roads break. We've seen all these things. Again, the heat, the water, all of these things combining. Why? Because of something that people say is Anthropocene, is human behavior that's intensifying the harms. But we're not intensifying our response to it. I know some people say because it's just too much to deal with. So they just zone out and all they want to do is be entertained. Well, there's nothing entertaining to me or fun to me about watching people die. There's nothing exciting about watching people die. There's nothing exciting about watching people get sick in ways that we could prevent. If we would learn to be clean people, neat people, clean up behind yourself, don't throw your garbage on the ground, don't throw these things, your mask, your plastic bottles, your styrofoam plates, all of these non-biodegradable substances in waterways, in ditches, on the side of the road. You throw it on the side of the road, it ends up in the ditch, the ditch gets clogged, you cause flooding in places where it should not flood. You cause these things to eventually, if it doesn't flood, get pushed down, pushed out into estuaries and waterways. These things end up in the water. They end up in your creeks, your estuaries, your rivers, eventually in the ocean. You have these pollutants in the ocean. The ocean is now acidifying. Who wants to eat seafood coming from polluted waters in any way, much less an ocean that's acidifying? Who wants shellfish? Who wants shrimps? Who wants oyster? Who wants to have anything, shark if you eat that, mullet if you eat that, spotten, any of these? Who wants that? If you think about it, you ingest them the poisons and the pollutants into your system. And there's a wonder there are illnesses that they don't have names for yet. So even as we sit in the midst of a pandemic, we cannot zone out and start to believe that, okay, well, at least I wear my mask now, I do my sanitizer, and I'm good, that's it. No, it's about us changing our behaviors. And as we change these behaviors, it's almost like the song, if I could turn back the hands of time, in a way you'd be able to at least turn back the dial on some of these things that are happening. Scientists have predicted, and we talked about this 
on a broadcast that will be coming up soon in the conference that I'm in with many other members of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank. And we've talked about this on Zooming In on Sustainability as well. There are tools that scientists like those at Climate Central have that show us what is predicted to happen with the sea levels rising. Now, interestingly enough, one of my associates, my colleagues from the sustainability think tank that works with the Union of Concerned Scientists says, well, pretty much the scientists believe that what's happening with sea level rise is going to happen, that the predictions are almost set in order. They're baked in, she says. But wherein? We could change the ingredients and we still have time to deal with the heat waves. Now, I know why a lot of people ignore the heat waves because we don't have the same types of advisories that you have for hurricanes. Hurricanes, you first hear is called invest L somebody. So that don't really mean nothing to you. You're not invested in it at that moment. But when they change it and say this thing is named blank, then you go, what? It's a named storm. So there's now a dialogue and discussion out there about naming these heat waves so that people would take it seriously how important it is to stay hydrated, but also how important it is to have air conditioning. And in some cases, you might have to have air conditioning and have a fan going, whether that's a ceiling fan or box fan in order to truly keep your body temperature at a certain level that won't allow you to have a heat stroke or get heat frustrated. These are very important things. And when we talk about staying hydrated, everybody always talks about drinking water, drinking water, drinking water. Yes, we should drink water, but if you find yourself drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water, that's an indicator of another problem, and you need to go see a doctor. I had someone in our family that could have died because they said he almost drowned himself because of the amount of water he suddenly continued to drink because he had other things that were failing in his body, and that was the indicator. So when we talk about staying hydrated, it's not just drink a whole bunch of water just like that. You also need to eat healthy fruits and vegetables that will also help keep your body hydrated and also keep your electrolytes in balance and keep nutrients in there that you need that have natural vitamins coming in. And, yes, you can do what I do many times is I get the little packs of the powdered vitamin C. I'd like to pop vitamin C and chew it up anyway because they say you can't OD on vitamin C. But I also will take the little packs of it and pour it into vials of water and shake it up and then drink that. That changes the flavor of the water, and sometimes you just get bored with drinking water. I get it, okay? But we need to be conscious about what it is that we are ingesting because you can't wait for somebody else to advise you all the time. There aren't always going to be advisories, and y'all already know there are advisories that you ignore. So here it is that people are discussing the heat waves that's going on 
across the world to the point where the Arctic reached 100 degrees. Not a place we think of as being hot. You hear the Arctic, you expect it to be cold. So that right there has been a major indicator and a major alarm that has gone off in the scientific world, in the environmental community. If you follow at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, you see that we not only tweet about the things that are going on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, but we tweet about things that are going on in other parts of the world because we're all on one globe. And we want our people to recognize the interconnectivity between our activities here and people's activities elsewhere, whether that's in the United States or that is further away. But we need to recognize what we do individually when these things are happening. Because with the heat indices that are going on, it is not sustainable for human life in many cases. If you tune in to zooming in on sustainability and you look for the episode with Kate Sell and I discussing this, you'll start to recognize that there's a pattern developing. A pattern that we've discussed about if it gets too hot to live in certain places, people are going to migrate. Well, people migrated to the Sea Islands already because it was too cold for them to continue to live in certain places, or what they do, they call snowbirds. They come here for one part of the season of the year, one or two seasons of the year, and they go live somewhere else for a couple other seasons because they feel more comfortable. So wherever they feel comfortable, that's where they live for parts of the year because they have the financial ability to do so, and they have the personalities to do so. But now for Native Gullah Geechee, we don't go live nowhere else. We don't been here, we do tall, tall. So whether it's winter, spring, summer, fall, hurricane season, we are here on these sea islands. For the majority of my life, to hear 90 degrees, 95, 100, 105, that was normal to us. When it got to 110, we were like, oh, God, come on, please, Lord, do, Lord, help us. But that someone would tell you, they predict that you could end up with not a few days at those temperatures, but that you could end up with a month and a half, two months, two months and a half of those days in 15, 16 years from now if we don't act in terms of climate change. So we're advising you to change your behaviors, do things that are balanced with the ecology that God made, balanced in your lifestyle, balanced with everything that you do and every cell in your being. Seek balance with other living beings, living things. Think about how you would feel if somebody spilled poison on you. Don't use chemical killers for weeds and other things. Get out there. Chop them down. Till them up. Pull them out by the root. Find organic, natural ways to do away with certain things that you consider to be an invasive species on the same land that you are trying to harvest your food from. Because all of this has to do with how long we can sustain ourselves as human beings. So if 
our actions on earth would reverse the heat and turn the temperature back down, I think we all for that. And I'm a person that actually loves the heat. But not when it's going to cause headaches and dizziness and sickness and strokes. We don't want that type of heat. And so here it is that spiritually I know a lot of folks are saying, well, you definitely don't want to go to hell then. And some might say it's feel like we're living in it because of so many things that can be looked at in a negative way that are happening simultaneously. But then let's stop and think about it. Did you bring it on yourself? Even scriptures say, I place before you life. Choose life. So have we chosen life? And will we ensure that life still exists beyond us? We have to pay close attention to our actions in this time to see what's going to happen next and to try to do our best to advise the people coming behind us about a better way to live and balance. And so definitely, when we took it, the heat rising, and I said it has to do with not only migration patterns, but also food security. Think about it. If for some odd reason we as native Gullah Geechis didn't live on the coast, how would we continue to sustain ourselves? Where would we get our food supply from? If we're not on the waterways or if the waterways acidify and we can't go and harvest our seafood from the water, what will become the staple in our diet that we replace that with? Where will you get the money to buy other sources of food if you can't farm the land? If a hurricane comes and there's saltwater inundation where there was farmland, what are you going to do to be able to sustain the food in the area? If there's such a massive heat index that it continues to burn up the crops, this year we had a lot of crops that would have still been harvestable had it not gotten to over 100 and something degrees for weeks at a time. And you could just see certain things just dry up on the bush in a much shorter period of time than they ever would have in the past, or things appearing to be ripe on the outside, but then you you cut them open, and they're not ripe on the inside. You cut them open, they might be rotting on the inside. We've seen a lot of changes to what has been happening with the foods, as well as something that some people consider to be food, eating up all of our food, the deer's the raccoons, the squirrels, the birds, they are all now eating different things than we didn't see them eat in the past. But what's happening to their other food sources? Maybe they are unable to obtain them because of overbuilding in places where they would have naturally had what they would eat. What about also how the climate has changed and shifted them and they had to adapt their diets as well. So now, you plant for you, you're planting also for them, as well as for the pests like the ants that then come in on your crops and start to destroy things that we never thought that they would be able to destroy, and they are doing it now, various varieties of them. And so what do we do in a pandemic when you're also fighting the animals that are out here, the 
bugs that are out here. There's new variations of bugs that are out here. There's new strains of the coronavirus itself out here. Then here comes the heat, and now here's the hurricanes and the tropical storms. How prepared are we? Are we paying attention to what we've been advised to do and that which we've been advised not to do? These are critical things to discuss because as people attempt to still build in the midst of the pandemic, they are still building into the coastline. They are still urbanizing. They are still paving. They are still filling and building. And these things are not sustainable, especially for the Sea Islands in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And in fact, they create another form of island called heat islands. And when people cannot continue to sustain themselves in those locations that are urbanized and become heat islands because the heat frustration is too much for a human to stay in for months at a time, they're going to migrate. And now, once again, we want to migrate where now? Now I want to come to the rural area where you're here for two days and then it's too rural. Oh, why can't we build this? Why can't we build that? Why can't we pave this? Why can't we pave that? The time is done for all of that. And it's time for Hunter Till and going back to Woodland Mark and things like that. It's time for us to face the facts that there has been a lot of districting, zoning, redistricting, redlining, and things that were done to put people in certain places that were not considered valuable or acceptable places to live 50, 100 years ago. And now those are the ones that will become valuable and acceptable for people to live, and they're being gentrified and people are being pushed out. And so it's not only just food security but security, period, that people of African descent are still having to deal with in the midst of a pandemic, during hurricane season, while there's a heat wave of 100-plus degrees for weeks at a time. And if you do farm, you got to contend with all the other things that might get to your crops before you get a chance to get to them. And if your crops are out there and they need to be harvested, but it is 110, 115 degrees based on the heat index, in other words, what it feels like, even if they say, oh, but the temperature is really only 95, but it feels like 110, it feels like 115, it's not safe for you necessarily to go out there, hat on or not to work in the field, to harvest the food, to bring the food in. And if you wait too many hours or too many days, that food dries up on the bush. So now you might have something to feed for next season if you live, if you survive all this, if you make it. So the thing about it, for all of you who listen to me on a regular basis, you know, we have fun shows. I would love to have done a fun show tonight and just something that we could all just get excited about and we could laugh and we could joke and we could play music and all that. I would love to have done that tonight. There's too many things going on at one time. 
that I advise you to pay closer attention to. Even though it might feel overwhelming, pray, breathe. Pause, focus, and put together a plan. Because there are tools out here to help you to become more aware about climate change, about sea level rise, about heat advisories. We have a lot of those that the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank members have presented on that our different organizations, agencies, universities have worked on to make available, make them more accessible to our people so that you can be more aware. And the more aware that you are, the better that you can plan for a future that can be sustained. And even more than that, that you can start in the present altering your behavior, not having food waste, not having things paved over, not using chemicals for your yard and your field and around your trees just to keep a lawn looking perfectly quaffed, but to ensure that this land that we've been blessed with will remain anointed in a place of blessing that can be sustained and will sustain the future generations of who we be down here and things like that. And so I wanted to take the time to ensure that we just have a sobering moment, especially given that right now while I can sit here with the electricity on, with air conditioning on, with the fans blowing, with me being able to talk to you over the Internet, over phone lines, using Wi-Fi all simultaneously. Somebody else doesn't have light because the storms has passed through, and I know what that feels like. Somebody else has lights, and they're praying to God they don't go off as the winds blow, as the sky darkens, as the waters come in. We had a thunderstorm come through here, no doubt, from one of the swalls off of the storms just a while ago. And our lights browned out, and then they came back full blast. And that's what I ask of you. I advise you to make sure if you are here in the Sea Islands that you pay closer attention to these advisories Pay closer attention to not just the hurricanes, but the heat. Check on the elderly folks. Make sure that they are staying hydrated. They might even tell you, I ain't thirsty. You tell them, well, we don't want to wait till you get thirsty because it's too late then. So sip. I know you all say, yeah, alcoholic beverage is a good thing. No, I don't mean that. I mean water, juice. Eat your cucumbers if you still got some out there. I'm so glad somebody brought me some cucumbers. I could beat drums. So cucumbers, watermelon if you have it. Fruits, vegetables, these are great ways to stay hydrated. But also, y'all, stay cool. Stay cool. This is a critical time. You don't want to feel exhausted just because of the heat and then have a hurricane come and you might have to make a move. There ain't going to be no time to be laying down in the bed talking about I need no rest. 
So now is the time to use the energy you do have in the cool of the evening. I can't even say the cool of the morning because the mornings are extremely hot. But to go ahead and put your preparedness kits together, make sure you know where they are, get all of your materials together, make sure you know where they are. If you need a checklist, go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, go to the little box in the upper right-hand corner, type in there disaster preparedness. You will see that videos will come up and a whole two-page checklist that I put together years ago that I often tweet out and repost at GullahGeecheeNation.com and also at the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Facebook page and the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's page whenever there's any threat to our coast. Because I have to keep reminding you, stay alert, be advised, that there's a whole lot we're dealing with right now. Now, like I said to you before, people often ask us, what do you do? And we do what our ancestors did. We pray and we stay. And I pray today that you would stay alert, that you would be better stewards of the earth, and that you'd be advised that if we don't, we're starting to see some of what James Baldwin said, the fire next time. So I pray right now for safety. pray right now for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for everybody in the range of my voice. I pray that you will find something every day in the midst of it all that makes you smile, that brings you joy, that helps you know why you want to be here a little while longer and why you want to chill and chill and chill for dear in a positive way and have uplifting noise in their heart. And they can do that if they're in a more comfortable, sustainable environment. So let us make a difference. I advise that we all make some changes that are positive to heal the earth. As long as we take care of Mother Earth, she'll take care of and nurture us. So thank you, thank you for all the hundred children who taught them not robbery for tuning in one more again. And we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Clet head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And if you ever want to contact us, you can email us at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And continue to follow me at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. And you can also become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at GullahGeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.net. And I definitely want to say thank you, thank you to all the hunter children we are about $250 away from the mark for the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund for this month. So definitely if we can get the last of these listeners to go ahead and make contributions tonight or whenever you're hearing this broadcast, please go to GoFundMe, the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can donate there, and you can still send in donations to dollar sign Gullah Geechee Nation via cash app, G-U-L-L-A-H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. So you can send that in, dollar sign, Gullah Geechee Nation, the cash app, or go to GoFundMe and look for the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund. We appreciate everybody who has given of your time, your energy, and financially 
to support who we be and for whole upon we, Gullah Geechee Legacy. We so glad that Hunter to take a stand and take a stand with we. But make sure y'all stay cool now. And remember where you done yeti y'all. Yeti them advisory and act accordingly. So thank you, thank you, Hunter Chillin. This year the Queen Quest head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Stay safe, stay healthy, everybody, and most of all, stay cool. Don't act fool, stay cool. Peace and blessings to all of you. Much love. We're praying for y'all in the Gulf. We're praying for you in California. Peace and blessings, everybody. <laughs>